looking at what was planned for last year, which was the first time I went, I looked through it, you know, managing the madhouse, all about dads, you know, how to work as a team. Those mm -hmm. were some of the things where Meg, you know, we were laughing about it this morning. She says, you know, when I asked if you wanted to go last year, it was meant as a joke. Oh, oh. You know, <laughs> and, and, you know, and you responded, yeah, I think that will be a really good thing to do. So, Welcome to the Homeschool Journal, a show that unpacks the joys and journeys of the classical homeschool family. Here's your host, Carrie McGraw. Hi, friends, and welcome back to the Homeschool Journal. We're going to do something a little bit different today. You know, my bet is that most of our listeners here, or viewers on YouTube, are our moms listening and watching the Homeschool Journal. Well, today, moms, as you listen or watch, when you're done, I want you to hand this episode over to your husbands, because we are going to talk to two long-time and experienced homeschool dads, and we're going to talk to them about Sodalitas, our summer conference here in Louisville, Kentucky, because I want you all to have a very unique perspective on Sodalitas and the fact that you know we really want to reach out to the, to the family, to the couple, to, for this to be an experience for both um, husband and wife. And we know that's not always possible, but we're doing everything we can to make sure that it is and that we speak to the needs of both moms and dads. So today here with me are Jeremiah Tutwiler and John McDougall. John, welcome. How are you this morning? I am doing great. Thank you for the opportunity to talk. Happy to have you here. And Jeremiah, you're here too. Welcome. Thank you so much, Carrie. Really appreciate it. Well, let me tell everybody a little bit about um, the both of you first, so that they get a little bit of background. When I say say that you're an experienced homeschool dad, they understand why. And Jeremiah, I'll start with you. So, Jeremiah, everybody, is a second-generation homeschool dad of seven. Um, he runs something called 831 Creative that services um, customers throughout the United States, and um, he loves working on mechanical projects with his four sons, but he also claims to have read the entire series of, let's see, Lord of the Rings, um, Narnia, and Little House with your daughters. Am I, am I right? That's what you had, you had mentioned, right? right? <laughs> that yep. is awesome. So, we can tell that Jeremiah is a very engaged um, homeschool dad, and he plays that support role to his wife, Jen. Now, John's another engaged homeschool dad, uh, first-generation homeschool dad of nine. Um, and he and his wife, Megan, are at 27 years of blessed marriage. And I relayed to John a little bit earlier that my husband and I are coming upon that this summer, 27. John is at uh, works at Collins Aerospace in electronic design and development, and he plays that support role to his wife, Megan, as well. And when he gets to jump in, um, it's often in math and science subjects in um, the high school, the high school years. So, so folks, our two dads have been around the block. Um, and not only have they been around the homeschool block, but they've been around the Sodalitas block. And that's why um, they're here today. So, it, like I said, it's not often we get to hear from dads um, about uh, attending a homeschool conference, particularly our Sodalitas. So, I'm going to go to Jeremiah first. Um, but I want to I want to hear Jeremiah first a little bit about you know how did your family get into homeschooling? Let Let's give that bigger background picture. Sure. So. 
let me actually go back a little bit further than that, um, because in the intro, you mentioned that I'm a second generation homeschooler. Mm-hmm. So I was I was homeschooled from uh, fifth grade through high school. So this is through the 80s and 90s. And it was the worst experience you could imagine. Oh, no. <laughs> it was it was I'll call it the dark ages of homeschooling only because um, everybody was worried about truancy officers and you had to have all of your records exactly straight. You mm. were wearing uniforms. I mean, it was very regimented because at any point in time, um, you were going to have to to make sure that you could prove to the state what was going on. So wow. it was the educational part of it was was fine, but it was this this ingrained fear. Don't go outside before 2.30 when the kids are you know, coming back from school, that kind of thing. Wow. Um, so uh, when we started having our own kids and and everything, Jen also um, is uh, was homeschooled as well. And so she always had the idea of, of homeschooling. But because of my experience, I'm like, no, let's not do that at all. Um, but uh, when we moved from Virginia back to um, my home state of Indiana, the school system was terrible, absolutely terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, and so whether it was public school, private school, there really weren't any options. So homeschooling was was an absolute. This is what we have to do. And we went through some um, different curriculums. Jen tried to put together her own curriculum. And honestly, it wasn't until Jen discovered Memoria Press and classical education that suddenly it was like doors open. It's like, oh, this is what education is supposed to be about. <laughs> and and it's, it could be it could be amazing and it can be a great experience and you can not only have the enrichment for your kids, but also for you as an adult, because guess what? You probably missed a bunch of that mm-hmm. yourself. Well, I love hearing from from parents just in general, you know, how they they got into homeschooling, first of all, and then how they found Memoria Press. And because it's always such a, a heartwarming story of this this revelation, this this opening of the mind into, oh my goodness, what you just said. This is what this is what schooling is supposed to be. Um, and and so, John, let's let's hear your story. How did your family come into homeschooling? So uh, I'll go back in the history a little bit as well. I am I was full time public school all the way through. Meg was more in private school and actually went to finishing school in Switzerland. So. Neither one of us were homeschooled when we started. When the kids were little, we were living in New York. And the more we looked at what school options that we had, the more we realized that they weren't really pushing for the same things that we wanted to give to our kids. And similar to Jeremiah, we tried this, we tried that, we made our own, we tried some of the other organizations. Meg teaches Latin to about 15 kids a year outside of our own kids. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really how we came into more of the the Memoria Press side was really understanding, you know, here's, here's the Latin is one of the big tenets of it. And the more we looked at the rest of what was being taught, the more we went, yeah, that's the direction we want to go. 
And now from there, we've we've moved into it and believe that that's the best way for us to move forward. Wonderful. Now, let's get into what I said we were coming here to do, which is Sadalitas, which is dads at a conference, you know. Um, and yes, I'm being totally focused and biased on our conference um, because I will tell you, and and Jeremiah knows this, this very well, um, we have, I wanted to share with everybody, we have a volunteer steering committee of homeschool parents um, that every year work to plan and and just get ready along with the staff here at Memorial Press, obviously, for to, to feed um, our, our homeschoolers. And so we took a leap last year and we said, you know, we really want to try to focus more on dads. And so we, we had a, a few more sessions um, that were specifically for dads. We introduced um, a, a kind of a lineup of parent enrichment. Um, and we're going to move forward with that this year as well. Really trying to, like I said before, bring moms and dads together. So, so let's hear from your all's perspective. How did we do? You guys were there last year. How did we do? Oh, gosh. How did you do? Um <laughs> I <laughs> I think you guys actually did very well. It was it was the first time that I had actually been to Salitas. Um although Jen had gone, oh gosh, for like five or six years, I think, pr- uh, prior. Uh, so I really didn't know what to expect. Um, but it was, I think, eye-opening to me to, to see other dads there to also... Um, have that sense of like, okay, I'm not the only one, but then also to hear from some of those other dads talking about what they're, what they're doing at different, different capacities to support their wives, to support their children, to make sure that, that their homeschool can flourish. Um, And, you know, everybody comes from a different, a different background and realizing that, Hey, I can learn from this guy. I hadn't thought about that. That's a great idea, you know, um, and being able to bring that home to my own, to my own house um, was, was really encouraging because it's so easy for us to feel like we are kind of by ourselves mm-hmm. on an island um, and, and to realize, that, oh, there's hope, there's hope. And there, there are other people that, that get the struggle. Probably about three or four years ago was the first time that Meg went to one. And I remember looking at what all the classes or the sessions were. And I'm like, yeah, no, I don't see anything. Looking at what was planned for last year, which was the first time I went, I looked through it, you know, managing the madhouse, all about dads, you know, how to work as a team. Those Mm -hmm. were some of the things where Meg, you know, we were laughing about it this morning. She says, you know, when I asked if you wanted to go last year, it was meant as a joke. Oh, oh. And, you know, and you responded, yeah, I think that will be a really good thing to do. So, you know, going there, I I didn't know what my expectations were, but I'll, I'll comment on the same thing Jeremiah did at the All About Dads. It was refreshing. Because it was really hearing other people who have, you know, the father is the primary teacher. Okay, that's not me. All the way to, yeah, I I make sure the monkeys stay fed on a regular basis. You know, (laughs) know, the father isn't the primary teacher, really doesn't do a lot of it. I'm going, oh, thank God, I'm not the only one who feels like they're not 
you know, but you got to see how the support was needed by, you know, your wives to make sure that this whole circus keeps running from day to day. And a lot of the sessions, it, it was just comforting to know that there's other people that are struggling with the same things or in the same position and direction. And, you know, Jeremiah and I got a chance to talk after the All About Dad session. It was just nice to to talk to other people who know the struggle. So overall, I think it was probably the best two days that I've had at any homeschool conference that I've ever gone to. Oh, thank you. I'll, I will hang that one on the wall of our of our marketing office. The best two days of any conference you've been to. That means a lot. Um, but, you know, you, you talk about identifying with others um, there that, you know, like Jeremiah said, you know, learning it, you're not an island. Um, and it's nice to be reminded. It's not that we don't get reminded of that, you know, every once in a while, but it's really nice to be reminded again that you're not an island, that there are others going through the same thing. There are other dads um, in the same circumstances. There are other moms in the same circumstances. And we do have um, some dads out there that are the primary homeschoolers. And one of them did speak last year. In fact, one of them is on our steering committee for this year. We really wanted to bring in that dad's uh, perspective. So again, this coming 2022, we've got some more, you know, things on dads. Um, we've got another couples panel. Um, uh, one of our dads is going to give a really special talk on why dads matter. Um, and, and, you know, I think I'll, I'll turn us to that for just, for just a moment, dads. Um, can you, can you give us our, your perspective on, on why dads are so important in the home. I know I'm putting you on the spot here. I know, but um, I, w- I want to just lean on that one for a second. Uh, John, why don't we start with you? Do you have any thoughts on, you know, you have that specific role, but it's an important role. So why does dad matter? I think the biggest thing is, you know, these are your children. You know, you can't just turn them over to your wife and say, okay, go take care of all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. First of all, mom's got a lot of other things to do during the day. Now you're throwing teaching on top of it, which is a huge effort when you really sit down and look at it. Uh, if the father's not there, not supportive, and not willing to be able to jump in, you know, it, it could be anything from this is a subject that mom's not real good at to you need to help with any of the discipline that may need to come and, you know, setting the kids up for success Mm -hmm. if they don't see that that teamwork from their parents you know they're kids they're not going to listen to their parents all the time so you need to have that that solid front and you know when mom's having a rough day dad's got to be able to to stay in the kids need to understand that yes this is important you know it's not something that mom's pushing it's dad's got to be there to support as well and you know, really help explain this is what the expectations are. This is why we're doing it. And this is why we think having you guys not go to a traditional school, this is important. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have that that partnership going, you know, and it doesn't matter who's teaching, it works either way. That's right. It's got to be a united front. And, you know, I jokingly say, you know, I'm the financial, emotional, and IT support for the school. that's that's an important part of being able to do all of this you know there's times that i just ask me you know 
can you do this for me so that we can, you know, she can focus on getting the lessons ready. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll get the back work, the background work. And, you know, if we're doing an artist, we'll print out some portraits and paintings that they've done so the kids have the visuals. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, you got to be a team. You've got to make sure that everybody sees that you're a team and that it's moving forward as appropriate. So when you say that, I think back to, you know, when I was homeschooling and, um, you know, my husband, I guess like we considered him the headmaster, but I was the principal so, and, and teacher. So, <laughs> you know, yes, he was the IT and the financial and the emotional um, support for everything that we, you know, accomplished at home. And I could not have gotten it done in that manner without him and and vice versa. Like you said, John, in that um, there are dads out there that are the primary teachers and the moms are playing the role of that financial and emotional support and making sure that everything continues, you know, as possible for what they need in their children, for their children, their home. So Jeremiah, what about you, your take on um, why dads are so important? So one of the things for me is that I run my own business and I have an advantage because I work from home. Mm-hmm. Um, but not only is Jen my wife, uh, but she's also my business partner. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I look at our homeschooling as being the same. It's kind of like running a business with a partner, not with employees. Mm-hmm. So it's it's an important thing because you have to see the overall understanding of things. I'm not involved in the day-to-day um teaching necessarily, but I've been there for when we've had particular children who are struggling. We had one, um, our 13 year old was, was going through a rough patch where he was refusing to do any work with Jen and he would basically waste four hours per day, just, you know, causing, causing problems. So I said, great, Mm. you and I are getting up at five o'clock in the morning and we are going to sit down next to my desk. We're going to do all of your, your schoolwork before I have to start my work. And you know what, what he was dragging out for four hours, the kid had done in like an hour and a half. <laughs> um, so, but he really didn't like getting up at five o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. So after about two weeks, he's like, can I go back with mom? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> and guess what? We haven't had problems with him ever since. Jeremiah, that's beautiful. So, <laughs> So, so that's that's kind of the, the 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 thing where sometimes it's that that male figure, that fatherly um, encouragement, let's call it, that a kid needs mm-hmm. to to realize, oh gosh, I've got it good with mom. She's good, and so it kind of helps to to reset the appropriate balance, mm-hmm. especially for kids that are that are going through the you know tween and teen years of of you know pushing boundaries. That's right. And, you know, God had this perfect plan for the family, and I will boldly proclaim that plan. And um, and I know that in real life, um, that plan doesn't always uh, work, work out. And, and so, my hat's off to those who have to homeschool on their own. Um, whether it's that they have a spouse that isn't supportive or they don't have a spouse. Um, you know, I, but in your homes, um, you're able to utilize that which, which God put forth, which is mom and dad working as, like what John said, a united front 
in accomplishing this this godly task of homeschooling your children. So, so back to conferences, back back to um, sadalitas. I, I appreciate that little aside, gentlemen, and sharing um, your perspective on why dads are so important. But um, you all mentioned some specific sessions last year that that you really enjoyed. Can you give me an overall feeling of of what you really got out of the Sadalitas conference last year? As you left, you know, what was it like and and what was, you know, what was in your memory? Honestly, one of the biggest things that I have that is, is stuck in my memory from last year's conference was the absolute beaming face of my wife. Honestly, like I got a lot out of it as a dad, but as a husband, I think I got even more out of it. I think more so because with Jen and I both being there. Now, unfortunately, I wasn't able to be there for the entire conference because we brought our whole family down. So I was only able to pop in for for certain um, sessions. Um, But I was there for, for the final sessions of the last day. And it was it was incredible just to feel like. I don't know. We were walking uh, uh, through the the campus of of Highlands, um, headed to one of the sessions, and Jen looked at me and she's like, "I feel like we're back in college, just walking oh. across campus, going to school with our book bags." <laughs> um, so, I mean, so that that was a that was a big one because I could see why it meant so much to her, and that actually caused it to mean a lot more to me. Um, but but really, I think. Just that that realization of I can keep going, even if I'm struggling with something that's tough, I can keep going. Mm-hmm. And there, there is there is help and hope. Mm-hmm. And, and what Jeremiah says is very true. Yes, you get a book bag when you come to Sadalitas, right, Jeremiah? So you are literally walking yeah. across, across campus with a book yep. bag. John, what about you? Uh, I will say that was the first time in probably 15 years that Meg and I got away by ourselves. So, Jeremiah, if you get to do that this year, it's awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, I think think it was just the opportunity to really meet other people from across the country and see, you know, here's the good things that are going on. Here's the struggles. You know, Jeremiah talked about he's been he's got his own business out of the house. The last two years, I've been working from home, so I've been mm-hmm. able to see the day to day stuff a lot more. As have uh, many, right? I, yeah. yeah, and I was I was I actually found my notebook from my book bag from last year, <laughs> and I pulled up the schedules. You know, just which ones did I really like, and I'm having trouble picking which was the best one. You know, how we work as a team or managing the madhouse. I'm living in the madhouse, so you know <laughs> that was. But the best advantage that I had that I saw was there were about thirty different breakout sessions, and between Meg and myself, we got to half of them. Right. We never went to the same session at any point because oh. we wanted to get as much of the experience as we could. She mm-hmm. went to more of the tactical. How do you do this in the classroom stuff? And I focused more on. How do we get this set up? How do we make sure we've got the right environment? How do you how do you work with your spouse to do this as you go forward? Mm-hmm. And just being able to, you know, like I said, meeting the other people and listening to the stories that we got out of those sessions, 
It was a sense of comfort. And I'll say, yeah, I, I said earlier, my wife was surprised that I wanted to go. She was more surprised when I said, I want to go back. <laughs> and it was, it was just because we got that time to really just sit. And we spent three days down there focused, planning, and getting excited about, you know, hey, we get to do it again this year. You know, where <laughs> some years it was a little more of a struggle to go, hey, we get to do it again. <laughs> well, and that's what conferences always did for me. They were a recharge. It was like a reboot. Um, you know, you just walk away, away just knowing, yeah, we can do this again. We can do this again. Um, so let's talk about practically speaking, because, you know, like both of you all have alluded to how you made it work last last year john you and your wife just just came the two of you you finally got away i can relate to that um but jeremiah brought the whole gang so john tell us about how how do you manage to finally get away you've got nine kids now some of them are older but how did you manage that we finally got to the point that you know, we, we can trust the older kids. We've got five of the nine are still in the house. And we got to that comfort level where we can go away for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. You know, we have family in town less than a mile away. So if there was a real emergency, we were we were able to do that. But I think it was more we realized that we're not getting as much out of this as we need to you know, as a family or even as a couple, you know, and how we're planning this, how we're getting it all organized, you mm-hmm. know, Meg would get overwhelmed almost every year. And I think mm-hmm. part of it was because I didn't see and understand how challenging it was. Well, I had a year at home and I saw, you know, I need to step up my game a little bit mm-hmm. to make sure that we're doing this right. And we just made the conscious decision that, yeah, I need to I need to do this. We need to figure out what are we missing, you know, mm-hmm. and getting together with the group and going to these sessions, you really got a good idea of here's where our strengths and our weaknesses are and how can we cover up the weaknesses a little bit and enhance the strengths that we already have in place. And it was just it was just a nice time to get away. The weather was perfect that week. It was. And and it was just comforting to see the struggles and the challenges and the successes that other people had and to understand how to use those and tailor them to what our personal situation was. Wonderful. And Jeremiah, how did how did you all do? Now, I kind of know how you did it last year. I do, but I want you, I want you to tell everybody else. <laughs> sure. Um, so, the, so Jen's gone to Savali's house, I think, five or six years mm-hmm. now and and I've always been encouraging her like go there have been years where she's like I don't know I'm not sure I'm like I know you need this you must go um but we wanted to we needed to bring everybody this this last year and uh so we packed everyone up including the dog and the rabbit mm-hmm. into uh into our RV and uh and we came down and camped for the whole week um and uh our oldest at the time was 18 so it was one of those like could lead the kids for a few hours at a time that's why mm-hmm. i wasn't able to be at the whole conference right but uh but it worked out very very well i mean it was it was great for the kids it was a you know mini vacation for them and and uh, kind of everybody came home recharged 
That's awesome. I know. I abs- When Jen told me you were doing that last year, I absolutely loved it. And I'm, I'm a little jealous you have an RV. I'm a little jealous, I have to say. <laughs> so. oh, no, I was just going to say with a family that big, it's it's the only practical way to be able to do any traveling because hotel rooms would be astronomical. Astronomical. Expensive. Absolutely. So. Very, very wise. Um, but this year you have something unique that you shared. It's just you and Jen, maybe, right? <laughs> This is correct. Um, This last year, we actually uh, moved out of the city into the country. So we are more comfortable with where uh, where our house is that we can actually leave our kids. And yes, I've got family in town if if anything were to go wrong. But uh, but the idea of the two of us being able to to go and experience this together and, you know, compare notes instead of her talking at me about everything that we can actually hold a conversation because we both have ideas on how things are across the entire conference. It's going to be super exciting. And it's an anniversary year for you, isn't it? Yes, it is. It'll be 20 years. <laughs> 20 years. Yay. That is wonderful. Okay. So to, to kind of, to finish this out and to give that that big picture, or maybe to answer the question, so what's the big deal anyway? Um, you know, with a dad going to um, a summer conference, or particularly Sadalitas. And, and I do want to mention, you know, we are carrying forward um, a, a couples panel. We think that we should hear from each other, um, you know, every year, that, that couples have a lot to share about how um, things function in their home and how they get it all done. And and I think that there's a lot to take away from that. We have, um, you know, the, the Why Dads Matter talk. So we're going to hear some expanded thoughts on what you all shared with us um, already. We still have a parent enrichment track just to, to help um, parents understand more of the Memoria Press um, you know, history and mission. We actually have a specific track on the Memorial Press mission and getting to know uh, more about our art, specifically our history and, and our educational philosophy. So we're really excited about the 2022 Sadalitas Summer Conference. Um, but gentlemen, can you give us a final word of encouragement um, and you may be speaking to wives right now who are need who, like I said earlier, need to pass this podcast on to their husbands. <laughs> but give us that final word of encouragement from your families as to the value of spending that time together at a summer conference. It is something that you cannot replicate with any other conference, any other getaway. Um, I think that it's one of those things where you probably are going to feel like, oh, why am I doing this? Why am I taking the time off of work? Why am I taking mm-hmm. vacation time? Whatever it might be. Why am I having to deal with babysitters and hotel rooms and expenses? Because everything's more expensive That's now. That's all a big deal. That's all a very big deal. Exactly. Exactly. But the value of understanding better classical education, understanding who we are as humans better, understanding who we are as spouses, as teachers, um, as guardians of, of the knowledge for our children is, is something that you, you can't put a price on. So whatever it takes, be there, be a part of it because mm-hmm. you, you, you won't want to miss it <laughs> ever again. <laughs> Thank you, Jeremiah. John, what about that final word of encouragement from you as to, you know, the, the, the best 
you know, why, why should they consider it? Why, if, if it can be done, I, I totally acknowledge that there are t- seasons in life when, when it can't be. And that's why we have the virtual, you know, option. And we hope that people will join us there if they, if they need to. But what would be that final word of encouragement from your family, John? I'm going to start with, we are probably going to take the virtual option mm-hmm. this year because we've got family things that are, are taking precedence that need to be addressed. But I would say, you know, it is time to just sit and focus. This is homeschooling, you know, when you have seven nut kids or nine kids, it's not a choice. It's a lifestyle yes. at that point. You really need to make sure that everybody understands what the challenges are, what the commitments are, and what the struggles are along the way. There are many different options out there. You know, finding the right thing, finding other people who are going through the same issues. You know, I I wasn't the best homeschooling father when we first started this. It's something that I've had to learn over time. Mm-hmm. And going last year... I was more excited and more able to recognize what was my role, what was my mission. You know, one of the things is, you know, if you're struggling, put together a vision statement for what you're trying to do. It's the little things like that that you pick up that, you know, it still resonates. You know, Jeremiah talked about working with his 13-year-old at five in the morning. I heard that last year. I used that this year. You know, so those are the things. Those are the things that you really start to, you know. It was a side conversation that we had, and you know, those are the memories that come out of it, and the friendships that you make. You know, I know Meg. Some of the other mothers that have come, she's kept in touch with over the years outside of the conference mm-hmm. and looks forward to seeing and meeting those people again. You know, I'm kind of upset that we're not going to be able to go this year just because I want to keep building those friendships and relationships and sharing of stories. Well, we're not going anywhere, get. John, and you got plenty more kids, right? <laughs> oh, I've got, yeah, I've got the youngest is eight. So I still have a good 10 years of this and I know I'm going to be back because it was, it was, Probably the best two days, you know, I said this earlier, the best two days of my homeschooling parenthood where, you know, I really, we got out of the class, you know, the sessions and we're back in the hotel room going, oh, here's what I heard today and we got to try this. And, you know, it was back and forth. Jeremiah made that comment. It's not, you know, I'm listening to what she learned. It's more, here's what we learned and here's how we can use this. As, as a team and as partners as we go forward in this life choice that we've made. And that's exactly what I wanted to end on. That is so beautiful to, that, that we want to treat uh, the homeschool as the, the family, as a team, as that united front, as, as you said. And, and so it's our hope to support both mom and and dad um, at Sedalitas and in everything that we do here at Memorial Press, particularly with I with what I get to do um, with our families as I speak to them, you know, sometimes just one-on-one on a telephone, um, you know, that we really cherish that homeschool family and know that it is a lifestyle um, that our families have chosen. John and Jeremiah, thank you so much for your wisdom, for opening your hearts and your homes uh, to us today, for sharing 
sharing, uh, maybe maybe first with our moms, but if they'll take the charge that I have given them to go and hand this podcast um, to their to their husbands, then um, we will spread the message even further. Gentlemen, thank you again. Thanks so much, Carrie. Thank you, Carrie. Y'all have a great day. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Homeschool Journal. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever else you get your podcasts. If you like our episodes, consider leaving us a positive review and sharing it with a friend. Help us to find more friends to join our homeschool family. I want to give a huge thank you to the Memoria Press Podcast Network for hosting our show and ask that you check out all of our great podcasts there. As always, I'm Carrie McGraw. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time. You've been listening to the Memoria Press Podcast Network, providing a classical Christian perspective on the world of education. To learn more about Memoria Press, visit memoriapress.com. To connect with us, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.